and welcome to another episode of Deeper, where we dig a little deeper into God's Word. I am your host, Pastor Chris. And I just have a question for you. Do, do you think that the government is trying to control our lives too much? If you do, make sure you like this video. Make sure you subscribe to our site. I was on YouTube the other day, and, and I was watching some of the podcasts that I watch, and all of a sudden, this ad popped up, and I would like to uh, show it to you here. That's Mike. One day, Mike says to me, Oh my gosh, Jen, you have to get this. It's changed my life. He tells me he's got his kid a debit card. A debit card? I'm not so sure about that. But Mike's like, Trust me, Jen, this is the best thing since sliced bread. He says not only is it a card, it's also controlled by an app. Talk about high tech. Apparently, this magical app allows him to pay his kids their allowance conveniently and cash free. It also motivates them to do their chores without having to be asked. Now that I hadn't seen before. So I do a bit of my own digging. Let me tell you what I found blew my mind. I found out GoHenry isn't just some kind of virtual piggy bank. It's a total money management tool for kids. It comes in two parts, app and card. Kids use the card just like an adult would, although they can't run into debt, thank God. Instead, they just have a safe place to learn about money, how to save it, how to earn it, and with a little guidance, how to spend it. As for me, not only can I set up automatic allowances, I can also put caps on Ashley's weekly spending and choose where she can make her purchases. $30 online? Let's chat about your budget. I also get notifications in real time when she's out using her card. And if she loses her card, I can block it until it's, well, unlost. There's a whole bunch of other features as well. But that's not important right now. What's important is that for the price of a coffee every month, a latte if you're Mike, I don't have to nag Ashley to complete her chores. I don't have to scavenge spare allowance money from under my car seat. And most importantly, I'll never have to say no again. It's up to her to budget and manage her allowance. Ashley also got a pretty good deal. She got a card, a card with her name on it, and this really cute puppy on the front. <clears throat> cute puppy. Okay, fine, it's your card. And you know what the funniest thing is? After all of that, Mike tells me that GoHenry isn't just an app. You can use it on your computer or even your tablet. You know what they say, good habits start young. Now, when I first saw this ad, I, you know, I have a history in finance and a history in, in teaching uh, financial management. And when I first saw it, I thought, well, that's a pretty good idea, a way to control what your kids spend and, and how much they have. What a great tool in order to teach your children how to use money. But as I thought about it, I had to ask myself this question. Does the government want to control what we do? Or what if some other group wanted not only to control what we do, but to know everything we do, how much we spend, what we spend on, whether we could even spend it on certain things. Is it possible for that to happen? Now, obviously, we, we have the technology to do it. You know, governments have been looking for ways to eliminate cash, paper currency for some time now. Some countries have already begun the process. India has been doing some of that. And, you know, there are multiple reasons that are given as to why governments would want to eliminate paper money. One, obviously, would be that they could tax every transaction. You know, there's a lot of transactions still that go on by cash that are not recorded, that are not tracked. But if there was no cash, then every transaction could be tracked. You know, if you just do a, a search online, you'll see that uh, 
there is a lot of articles and a lot of information out there on um, governments wanting to eliminate paper currency. And while this might seem like a good idea, the, the, the next question we have to ask ourselves is where does this lead? I mean, due to COVID, credit card spending bypassed cash spending in 2020 for the first time ever. And I'm afraid that this is all going to lead to more government control over what we spend and what our lives actually look like. Now, there are, there are current laws that are being proposed uh, by Congress that will force banks to give the IRS um, credit card spending and, and any transaction that happens at the bank, that they will give that information to the IRS so the IRS can track it and make sure that everybody is paying their fair share. Now, eliminating paper currency would just make tracking everything a whole lot easier. Now, I know it sounds like I'm a conspiracy theorist, but what we have to remember is that even Noah was a conspiracy theorist until it started to rain. But we have to look at this from a biblical perspective. There's no doubt that we are living in the last days. The end of the age is coming. And here's what Jesus said about it. If we take a look at Matthew 24, starting with verse 3, it says, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will all these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? Jesus had just been telling them that the temple was going to be destroyed and there was going to be trouble. And here's what Jesus answered them. See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. That word Christ means Messiah, which also means anointed one. It's interesting if you look at many of the word of faith healing prosperity preachers you'll hear a lot about anointing we've got this anointing we all need to be anointed these are the false christ these are the false anointed that were prophesied to come and they are leading many astray as jesus said they would and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not alarmed for this must take place but the end is not yet well obviously there have been wars and rumors of wars going on for a long time he says, for nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines on the earth and earthquakes in various places. All these are about are but the beginning of birth pains. This is just the start, folks. He says, then they will deliver you up to the tribulation and put you to death and you will be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. There can be no doubt that Christians around the world and even in the United States are hated at times by certain groups. And then many will fall away. This is the great apostasy where people who were in the church claiming to be Christians will fall away. They will no longer be part of the church. They will no longer be in the church. The reality is, is they, they are false Christians. They are not true believers. And they will hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And, and because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. 
the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. This is what Jesus said would happen at the end of the age. And as we look at those things, we can start to see that this is where we are now. We are getting close to the end of the age. I'm not saying it's going to happen in my lifetime, but it sure looks like everything is being put in place. Everything that is happening is happening to lead towards the end of the age when Christ returns. And thinking about that commercial and thinking about the control that the government has and wants to have on our spending, I have to think that possibly... It, there would be some um, repercussions of that if a person came to power who was more of a tyrant. And obviously, we always think of the Antichrist. And if we go to Revelation uh, Revelation 13, verses 16 through 17 to begin with. Revelation 13. And this is about, let's actually go back a little bit talking about the false prophet and the Antichrist. Let's start with verse 11. Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. So it's obviously being influenced by Satan. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose mortal wound was healed. This is the false prophet. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. Signs and wonders, what many churches in the NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation, are calling for, saying that we can't be true Christians, we can't be a true church unless there are signs and wonders, which is very anti-biblical. But it performs these great signs, making fire come down from heaven to the earth in front of people, and by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on the earth. People will follow it, worship it telling them to make an image of the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship who would wor not worship the image of the beast to be slain. So those who do not worship the beast, Christians, obviously, many, or people who became Christians during this time, will be slain. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. The false prophet will be the one who makes people get a mark on them. And the mark will either be on the hand or in Hebrew, this idea of a hand is actually the arm. It's not just the hand or on the forehead. And they will not be able to buy or sell. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and his number is 666. I'm not going to go into the meaning of that. Maybe I will in a later um, episode. But we must understand that this is what um, the false Christ will do, so that those who do, are not believers, those who do, do not want to take the mark, will not be able to buy or sell. If you look at the news, there, there are places, for example, in Slovakia right now, where uh, they are not allowing people who do, have not taken the vaccine to get gasoline. Who would have ever thought that would happen in this world? 
there's no doubt that you know we've seen last year with the mask mandates that people would they didn't want you to come into the grocery store unless you had a mask on if you didn't have a mask on you didn't want to wear a mask you had to do it either drive up or you had to buy everything online we are being manipulated and we are being trained basically i believe to get ready for the mark of the beast when that comes i don't know i do not believe that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. But the Antichrist will control what we spend. And the technology we have today is able to do that. Now, we have a choice to make. We can give in to what's going on in the world. We can be part of it, which will ultimately lead to our destruction, our separation from God eternally. Or we can put our trust in Jesus Christ. The Apostle Peter, in his epistle, his letter, 1 Peter uh, 4, I think it starts in verse 7, gives us how we are to respond during these times. He says, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, so this is what we're supposed to do. Be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of of your prayers so we are to be under control we're supposed to be self-controlled take every thought captive and sober-minded we're supposed to think logically we're supposed to think soberly why for our prayers we are to be in prayer he says above all above all those things we are to keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. We are to be serving each other as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one speaks the oracles of God. So when we, when we speak, we need to speak God's word. When I preach, I need to be preaching God's word. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. The day of the Lord is coming. There is no doubt. The Apostle Paul warned us in 1 Thessalonians 5. He tells us, Now concerning the times and season, brothers, He's telling the church at Thessalonica, you have no need to have anything written to you. He had told them. There was no need for him to tell them about what the times were. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. So our first thought for us is that, you know, if he comes as a thief in the night, will I know when it comes? And Paul will answer that for us. He says, while people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman. And they will not escape. But you, you believers, are not in the darkness. Brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief, we will know when it's coming. For you are all children of the light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. It's that sober-minded again. 
being sober-minded. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of our salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to attain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. We are not apportioned to wrath. We are not going to suffer the wrath of God. We're going to have tribulation. We're going to have troubles. We're going to have issues in our lives. But the wrath of God was paid for by Christ on the cross. We have nothing to worry about when it comes to the wrath of God. And Jesus died for us. Whether we are awake, which means whether we are alive, or whether we are asleep, which means whether we are dead, we live for him in eternity. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you were doing. These are words of encouragement that we are supposed to be speaking to each other. You know, times of uncertainty are ahead. We, we've dealt with a year and a half of uncertainty. But it's going to get worse. There's going to be times of struggle. I mean, struggles like never before. 2020 was just the beginning. You know, the, the elite of the world think they have the answer to all the problems of the world. Watch this video from the World Economic Forum on what they think the world should be like. You know, the elite and those in power think they have the truth, think they know everything. In fact, they don't have the truth. Because the only truth, the true truth, is Jesus Christ. And he is the only answer. This world is but a moment in our lives as believers in Christ. We should always be looking forward to that new heaven and new earth that we will go to when Christ returns. I want to end this episode today reading from the book of Revelation. 
about the coming of Christ. And he said to me, this is the angel speaking to John. These words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. And then Jesus says, And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. John was so in awe that he fell at the angel's feet to worship him. But he said to me, you cannot do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers and the prophets and with those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, do not seal up the words of this prophecy of this book for the time is near, which is counter to what Daniel was told to seal up the words of the prophet, prophecy. John's book, John's words were not to be sealed up because the time is near. Let the evil lawyer still do evil. That's exactly what's been going on. And the filthy still be filthy. And the righteous still do right. And the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon bringing my recompense with me, this is Christ talking again, to repay each one for what he has done. When Jesus came the first time, he came as a child to bring salvation to those who would believe. The second time, he's coming with wrath to bring judgment upon those who refuse to believe. He says, I, and Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the first and the last. I am the first letter of the alphabet. I am the last letter of the alphabet. I am the beginning and I am the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter into the city by the gates. And in the new heaven and new earth, the tree of life will be there and we will be able to partake of its fruit. Outside the city are the dogs and the sorcerers and the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty, come. And let the one who desires to take water of life without price. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, surely... I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. The elite, the powerful in this world, as they've always done, will try to rule and try to control. But ultimately, God is sovereign. God's plan has been laid out. 
Jesus is coming back. We are living in the last days. We have been since the cross. The day of the Lord will happen. It will not be a day of joy. It will be a day of wrath. Beloved, we need to be ready. We need to be sober-minded. We need to be self-controlled. We need to be worshiping God, living lives in the Spirit, walking with Christ. The question is, will we? Will Jesus come and find us ready? Make sure that you like this video. Share it. Um, I'll put links down in the description of some of the articles that I've been reading. And I hope you have a blessed day. God bless.